Hi Emily, I'm starting to see some credit options on the market which offer you the option to split your payments into instalments. They seem like credit cards, but after you've made the payment, you can select a payment plan. Examples would be Monzo Flex or Time It. I'm just wondering whether these cards are good for people who are wanting to build up their credit score or whether they are just another version of things like the buy now, pay later schemes, which I know a lot of people are concerned about and recommend to avoid. So I'd be really interested in your thoughts. Hello and welcome to the podcast The Wallet. I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pre-Rich. And every week with my brilliant guests, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. We want you to feel confident in saving more, earning more, and investing for the long term. Today, we are back with an episode of The Hotline, where we answer your burning questions about money. Remember that if you'd like to participate, you can send me a voice note at emily at vespa.com or follow the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear your proud money moments, questions, and comments. As always, also join us on Vespot.com for events, workshops, and lots of free money resources. In today's episode, we answer a question from Tanya. She's been wondering about buy now, pay later schemes, as well as the new flex schemes offered by banks. Tanya would like to know how these schemes work and if they do impact your credit score. So three things today on the wallet. In 2020, the use of buy now, pay later services soared to 2.7 billion pound transactions. While it's appealing to shop and not be charged instantly, buy now, pay later is still a form of credit. So we look at all the pros and cons of using these services. Two, buy now, pay later schemes can be controversial. Research shows that consumers are tempted to buy more than they budgeted for when using these schemes and may not be aware of the terms and conditions they are entering into. And that's why I have three prompts for you to ask yourself before you make a purchase using buy now, pay later. And three, we will also look at what credit checks take place when you enter into a buy now, pay later agreement, as well as how they impact your credit score. I'd also just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, PensionB. PensionB has helped over 500,000 customers be pension confident. It enables savers to take control of their finances by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. With PensionB, you can manage your pension like you manage your bank account, you can check your real-time balance, see your projected retirement income, and set up contributions and withdrawals all from the palm of your hand. Plus, you'll get human support from your very own UK-based account manager or as PensionB calls them, Beekeeper. You can sign up to PensionB today with the names of your old pension providers in just five minutes. And if you're self-employed, you can start a new pension from scratch. As always with investments, your capital is at risk. Hi, Emily. I'm starting to see some credit options on the market, which offer you the option to split your payments into installments. They seem like credit cards, but after you've made the payment, you can select a payment plan from sort of anything from one month to six months. Examples would be Monzo Flex or Time It. I'm just wondering whether these cards are good for people who are wanting to build up their credit score whether they help build up a credit score at all, or whether they are just another version of things like the buy now, pay later schemes, which I know a lot of people are concerned about and recommend to avoid. So I'd be really interested in your thoughts. Thank you. Hey, Tanya, thank you for your questions and asking about buy now, pay later and the new Monzo Flex. That's what we're going to discuss today. Should you use these schemes? How do they work? And how different are they from like more traditional credit cards and form of credit? So we look into what's good, what's not so good and help you decide whether you should 
use these schemes or not. So first of all, the buy now, pay later scheme is fast growing, is very controversial. And basically what it does, buy now, pay later, BNPL, essentially gives you the option to defer payments for items that you may need urgently and giving you the flexibility of paying in installment or pay in 30 days with no interest or fees. It's usually free unless you don't manage to pay back in time. And that's when you may be charged some fees. It's super common on most retailer platforms to find the buy now, pay later option at checkout. So basically you go, you browse online, you put items on your basket, you check out your basket and you will have this option to pay with a credit card, to pay with a debit card, potentially to use PayPal and now to also use these buy now, pay later schemes where you actually don't have to pay for your items today. The sector is dominated by a few fintech companies. Fintech means financial technology like Klarna, PayPal, ClearPay, Layby, and Amazon. And we now see some of the banks entering the space, like Amonzo launching his, his flex, flex scheme. The use of buy now, pay later completely exploded, reaching 2.7 billion pounds in transactions in 2020. And research by Freeze Debt found that more than half of people in the UK use buy now, pay later services, and that 60% of people don't regard money out to buy now, pay later scheme as real debt. So that's why it's quite controversial. Um, so we're going to talk about in terms of financial product. I think it's good to be quite critical, but also objective on what it does. So here is the good and the bad of buy now, pay later and what are the alternatives. So the good, the good is quite obvious to me. If you use buy now, pay later schemes correctly, the shops you bought your items from won't charge you any extra. And remember, you can use buy now, pay later online, but you can also use it in some of the shops. You break your dishwasher, new phone, you need to pay for it. You don't have the money. It's an emergency. You can get your item and you can pay for it when your paycheck allows you to in installment and you can also spread the payments. Super important to stay clued on where your interest period ends. Normally, you'll be made aware by the company when this period ends and how much interest you'll have to pay should you choose not to repay the full amount before the deadline. And be aware that all these schemes operate slightly, slightly differently. One particular advantage of BNPL, buy now, pay later, is that you only need to pay for what you actually end up keeping. So that can be really handy if you are shopping for clothes, for example. Let's say you buy a pair of shoes, you're not too sure about the size, you can order two pairs, three pairs, get them home, try them at home without paying for them because you maybe pick the option of like paying 30 days later. You return the items you don't want, and meaning that you won't end up actually paying for them. So if you pick uh, the option to pay in full up to 30 days later, you won't even have the inconvenience of an initial installment leaving your bank account in the first place if you return the good on time. Now the bad. Why do we have an issue with buy now, pay later? And why are they so controversial? I think we have to be aware, you know, talking about shopping, of the ecological impact of BNPL. I think it facilitates a more impulsive approach to, to shopping, which allows retailers to sell more. So I don't think that's really sustainable. If you need a pair of shoes, you know, maybe you can do a bit more research and you can keep beware of the ecological impact. Buy now, pay later makes it tempting to buy more and spend more that you unplat for. Klarna, for example, says that shoppers spend 55% more when they can pay by installment and 44% of users would back out of a purchase if these options were not available. So often the immediacy of our financial situation isn't quite felt as acutely when you have the option to get what you want now and pay for it later. 
Remember that when you're making buy now, pay later purchases, it's not very easy to keep track of when you need to make the payment, especially if you slice the payment over three times. And I did that because I wanted to try the products. The other day I was surprised to find a, a notification for debit, but then I remembered I bought something and that I decided to pay in three times. So really triple check those terms and conditions. And also please add in your calendar, okay, when am I due my next payment? If you miss a month, you pay too late, then you're likely to pay some fees and they could be as high as 19% APR. So that's really expensive. And you would think you never pay this, but actually Citizens Advice latest research shows that buy now, pay later shoppers were charged 39 million pounds in late fees in the past year. And finally, we don't often think about buy now, pay later as debt, but one in 10 buy now, pay later shoppers have been chased by debt collectors, rising to one in eight young people. Millions of shoppers in the UK use buy now, pay later to split or delay payments, but citizen advice fears for many people it can be a slippery slope into debt. So that's something really to bear in mind. When you use these schemes correctly, they're okay, but at some point it can become expensive because you start paying interest and then this can also become a debt. Also, one thing that's quite important is when you use buy now, pay later, you're losing uh, something called a section 75 of the consumer protection, even though chargeback is still an option. And the section 75 of the 1974 Consumer Credit Act cover purchases from £100 to £30,000. It means your credit card company is responsible alongside the supplier of goods and services for any breach of contract. If you buy something and it's damaged, it's broken then you can ask for the money back from your credit card issuer. However, that doesn't apply to third-party payment processor, and that means BNPL schemes do not have this like credit card-style protection. So if things go wrong, there is no protection that your buy-now-pay-later provider gives you, which is normally like a chargeback uh, request. Why is it also controversial is because these sector lacks regulations and ministers, regulators have expressed concern that with buy now, pay later. In February this year, the government announced that buy now, pay later would be regulated by the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, to help protect customers after a review found that there was the potential for harm. So this means all these providers will now be subject to the FCA rules and they will need to carry out affordability check before, you know, lending money and ensuring that you as a customer, you're treated fairly. And I think that's going to be really important, especially for those who are vulnerable or, or struggling with, with repayment. Also, one of the issues is that Chopper can take out multiple agreements with different providers. So it will be quite easy to rack up quite a bit of debt using basically different buy now, pay later. And credit reference agencies and mainstream lenders actually can't see that. So you would ask me, okay, is there, you know, what's the impact on my, on my credit score? Can I use them safely? So your credit score, just as a reminder, is calculated as your history of using credit and is one of the ways the lenders work out how much risk there is in lending to you. It can affect how much you repay on credit and loans. Uh, I checked Klarna's website and it says the following in their terms and condition. Will using Klarna affect my credit score? No, we might carry out a limited credit search on you using a credit reference agency. This is a soft credit check and it won't affect your credit score or your chances of using credit in the future. You'll be able to see it in your credit file, but no one else will. 
Hmm. However, during my research, I find on stepchange.org website that it's important to be aware that like any financial service, using BNPL can affect your credit score. Certain BNPL lenders make a hard credit check every time you spread payment over a long period. And these checks can appear on your record and a large number of hard credit checks can also affect your score. And of course, when you fail making a payment, that could also have an impact on your credit score. In your question, Tanya, you ask the difference between Flex, the new Monzo Flex, and Buy Now, Pay Later. So Monzo has a new product, this Monzo Flex, and is offering customers up to £3,000 worth of credit. So like other providers, it gives you the option to make interest-free repayment on your purchases, and that can be in store and online. And it allows you to spread the cost of these purchases over three months. It also offers like a six to 12 months option at a 19% interest. So that's quite expensive. And customers can buy anything using the future as long as the transaction is more than 30 pounds and less than 3,000 pounds. You will be slightly better protected with months of flex than other buy now pay later because customers who miss a payment will not be charged late fees. And anyone wishing to use the service will be subject to affordability assessment and credit checks. So when you apply to set up your Flex with Monzo, they will actually run a soft search on your credit file. This is not going to be visible to other lenders. It's not going to impact your score. But however, as soon as you actually take out the Flex and that you're accepted to use it, Monzo will leave a hard search on your file. And that, of course, can have an impact on your credit score if you don't make repayment on time. So make sure you also check the terms and conditions. You can also file a complaint about Monzo Flex to the financial advancement as Monzo is regulated. And finally, I think it's important to also consider the mental health impacts of such schemes and debt in general, according to research provided by Money and Mental Health Policy Institute. People experiencing mental health problems are significantly more likely to end up behind on payments for these credit products or using this credit to buy things they can't afford. And if you have mental health issues, you're twice as likely to have fallen behind on payments for products bought by these schemes, 60% compared to 7% for people with mental health problems. If you need any help, make sure you talk to your buy now pay later provider, you talk to your bank. And another great place is actually talking to non-profit agencies. In the UK, the main ones are Citizens Advice, Step Change and National Debt Line, and they'll be able to go through your options and offer you free and impartial advice. So just to conclude, if you really want, you know, my personal opinion, I think it's one thing to need to urgently replace a washing machine, maybe or replace your phone with the help of, you know, binary pay later installments. But I think it's another thing to go into debt because you really want to buy something and you can't afford it today. So I would say just, you know, stay informed, always ask yourself twice whether you really need something before risking going into debt for a big purchase. We're not here to judge you, but I think our biggest problem with buy now, pay later program resolve around debt and financial literacy. Yes, some customers have a basic understanding of how these plans work, but many remain unfamiliar with the consequences of late payments. So when you're shopping online, in-store, it's a good idea to ask you these questions before you use buy now, pay later. Do I have enough money to pay for this item? Is it within my weekly or maybe my monthly budget? If I didn't have this option to get it for free today, I mean, would I still actually buy it? 
then is it a need or want? Is it something like a necessity or actually can I wait to get it? And then can I maybe save and put in place a saving plan to be able to maybe buy this item in cash over the next few months? Tanya, I hope this was useful. I'm sure we'll talk about credit and credit cards and credit scores in future episodes of the hotline. But maybe I just wanted to recommend one book and one podcast. So the book is called Mind Over Money, The Psychology of Money and How to Use It Better by Claudia Hammond. I think it's a really useful book to understand your behaviors around money. And then a podcast, How to Save Money for the Things You Want with Yurena Okonkwo. She's the founder of Cashmere. And we are talking about saving for the things you want versus using credit. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the hotline in the wallet today. Please share with a friend and subscribe or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Also, don't forget to send me your proud money moments, questions and comments via hotline at emily at Speak to you next week.